What's up and welcome in. You're about to watch a fresh Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, the NBA general manager's survey that they do every year has been released. Lots of nooks and crannies that involve the Bulls to get into there. Some praise, maybe some uh, some digs or some slights, depending on who you ask. Uh, we'll kick off with that. We also got some updates on Lonzo Ball's contract specifics from ESPN's Bobby Marks. We'll talk about those and the mm-hmm. bonus incentives in that Lonzo deal. And we'll wrap up the show with a, a fond look back on the short but impressive tenure of Pau Gasol. Spent two years with the Bulls, officially announced his retirement earlier today. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on that Twitter machine at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow BAWL Sports. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. You can also email us, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And that text to voicemail line is there for you too, Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. Thanks for making Locked on Bulls your first listen in your line of podcasts every day. Check out all the great podcasts available in that locked on podcast family, Chicago and otherwise. Uh, Big Dave, we as we record okay. this Tuesday afternoon, we are just a few hours away from the Bulls preseason opener. We saw oh. a huge fun slate of NBA preseason games last night, but mm-hmm. because we are playing the Cavs, and I know mm-hmm. it's a home game not in Cleveland, I still felt impulsed to rock my Joakim. Nobody goes to Cleveland on vacation t-shirt. I had to. Look, Matt, I fault nobody for anything they want to wear today or how they're feeling, or whatever's going on, man. We've waited a long time for this day. And we're still not there, but we're there, you know? So it's good to see this preseason action. I am excited. I should not be this excited for preseason action, but I am very excited to watch this. Yeah, so this episode will probably be dropping just before tip-off. So, you know, you're listening to it after the game, maybe. Stick a, stick around for tomorrow's episode when we will break down uh, everything about this Bulls-Cavs game that we have on deck later tonight. Uh, but as I said in the intro, Dave, uh, some fun stuff to talk about today. The NBA mm-hmm. GM survey was released earlier today, um, and, and there is a weird combination of Bulls positivity and Bulls pessimism. Yeah. Which is weird because the survey is is taken by the same group of people. 30 NBA general managers, right, all filled out this, this survey. There are questions and answers that make it seem like they can't make up their mind on what the Bulls are going to be this year, which, okay, I guess that's fair. I think a lot of people think the the wide range of possibilities the Bulls have as far as their results, it's because there are a lot of new pieces and a lot of unknowns, right? Yeah, a lot of new pieces you don't know. Um, it's like they want to, but then they don't. What What is that movie, man? Oh, I know the movie. Uh, I think it was Step Brothers when he's trying to hug his brother, but he can't, and they just end up punching each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It was like that. Like, I love you. Give me a hug. And they're trying, he's trying to hug. <laughs> he's just pushing him right. away. 
fighting right. them. Like it's that. <laughs> isn't is it like there's also like they've started digging a gr- like a, a grave in the ground in their yard and they're trying to bury each other into it or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's it's exactly you like that. No, you get in. No, you get um, right. <laughs> all right. So so here's the first thing. This is just how the GMC Eastern Conference standings breaking down in this upcoming season. Hmm. Brooklyn at one, Milwaukee at two. No real surprises there. They've got oh. Miami with the third seed, Philly mm-hmm. four, Atlanta five, Boston six, Indiana seven. Oh. So they don't even get to eight, nine, and 10. They don't even get to the rest of the play-in. I don't even care about you. Big, Big Dave, I mean, I, I I can understand that Chicago doesn't come ahead of any of those teams, four, five, six, and seven, Philly, Atlanta, Boston, Indiana. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there is a very decent shot that the Bulls leapfrog at least one of those teams. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen with Ben Simmons. If he just six, sits out, they are a less talented team. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen with Boston. And Indiana is the one to me, Dave, that I've seen a lot this offseason steadily ranked ahead of the Bulls. And I'm like, what did they do? Like, yeah, okay, no no offense to, to our pal John's old old friend, Rick Carlisle, who they brought back mm-hmm. to be their coach. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they have Sabonis, they have Turner, they have some Pete, But, like, did mm-hmm. they add the, the level of talent that the Bulls added this offseason? No. No, not too many teams did. And yeah, Matt, that's the interesting part to me. Like, okay, I can argue, you can argue me about five or even six of those teams. But in, once you get talking about Indiana, that's when I'm like, all right, stop. Like, <laughs> like we got to stop this now. All right. We are not, we, stop. Like, just, just cut that out. Pump the brakes. I think Matt, you said it best. After those first three teams, everything else is kind of a crapshoot. Um, you just really don't know after and and by those three you mean uh actually I think it was two you said and everything else two. is a crap too yeah it was those two teams Milwaukee right. yeah and everything else is up for grabs like everything else is like what do you want to do it should be Philly but like you said with Ben Simmons we don't know it should be Miami but you know we don't know even though I watched them in the preseason and they looked together they looked awesome and and they really looked good so I wouldn't be surprised at them having that high seed. Atlanta, we know what Atlanta did. We saw how good they were. They didn't get worse. You know what I mean? Like, why would they fall off? Right. They had some experience, so they got better. Um, who else they have uh ahead? They said Boston. Really? Like, like it's really like I'm so worried about Dennis Schroeder now. Like, like, come on, man. Like, I don't that's where I get confused, man. Like all those other I feel that. But once you get to talking about Indiana and Boston and speak of speak of it, you know, with 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 assuredness, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, right. yeah, this is it. Those teams are going to, like, why? Like, what did they do to show you that they were that good? And and we're we're going to be down there with Charlotte, you know, fighting for, you know, eight, nine seeds, you know, and things like that. So I I just don't get it. You got, you got a team, we got a team with three guys who can score 20. And you got multiple all-stars on your team. And you got a really awesome point guard on, on your squad. And you got an right. up-and-coming young player. All of your starting lineup. Oh, and then you you boasted up your bench play, and, and then you added depth at the most coveted position in the, in the NBA, which is the wing. Right. So I, <laughs> I don't see how that makes you eight or nine. I I just don't. I don't see it. And I hope the Bulls come out here and and slap a couple people across the face with their play. Yeah, that's what I hope too. Uh, 
then there are a bunch of questions about individual players in the NBA. You know, obviously most likely to win MVP and things like that. Then they break it down, best player by position, one through five. Um, and no surprises, really, to me that no Bulls players were mentioned in best player by position anywhere with, like, you know, going as deep as the top four or five vote-getters in each category. The two Bulls players that I saw in the individual player categories in this GM survey was Lonzo Ball receiving votes in the also-received-votes category for uh, most likely breakout candidate player in 21-22. Interesting breakout player, Jaron Jackson Jr. of Memphis uh, took Mm -hmm. the award. Anthony Edwards, two. Michael Porter Jr., three. Garland, four. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, then you have Keldon Johnson, Morant, Kevin Porter Jr., mm-hmm. uh, all finishing ahead. And then Lonzo also receiving votes. And then the other one, the de facto, we all knew he was going to show up there. Who's the most athletic player in the NBA? Guess who comes in at number four? It's our Move. guy, Zach Levine, <laughs> and his new teammate, Derek Jones Jr., in the also receiving votes category. Oh, nice. That's, that is very nice as well. Um, I don't know. And when it comes to that kind of stuff, Matt, I'm just I just like the fact that they're mentioned. I don't get too mad about individual stuff like that uh, because, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's opinion. So you can see that and you're like, OK, yeah, I can see that argument. I can understand why you feel that individually, uh, whether you right. feel they're here or whether you feel they're here, you know, whether you feel they're high, whether you feel they're low. I can see an argument for it individually. It's the team stuff that that kind of gets me. But it, but it's good though that Lonzo's mentioned as a breakout kind of guy because I think for the first time in his career he's really in the situation he truly wants to be in, and is in the right situation for his skill set and the right situation for what he does best and the right situation for him mentally as well, and has the right coach. All of that wrapped up into one. So all the excuses for him have been removed, in my opinion. So now right. it's time for him to show and prove. And the fact that the league feels like, he, yeah, he should be showing and proving, that's good. I feel that's a good thing to be mentioned uh, in that category, for real. Uh, now we get to the fun, juicy parts of this GM survey, and that is the uh, the umbrella of off-season moves categories. Mm-hmm. We will get to that Ooh, in just a second because there's a lot of bull stuff that's in, in there that's interesting. Also, you know, uh, I want to talk about what the Bulls got votes for compared to what the Heat got votes for because it's mm-hmm. it's weird to me. Uh, so we will do that in just a minute. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you all that we have a new sponsor for this week and today's episode, and that is Shopify, the Ooh. all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstarts, startups, established businesses alike can all sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and efforts effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first scale from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook and Instagram, I guess they're back up now, TikTok, (laughs) Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. So here's what you do. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA all lowercase, locked on NBA, 
for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Again, that's go to shopify.com slash NBA, all lowercase, right now. Shopify.com slash NBA. Mm. Yeah, y'all question out there. Because this might sound familiar to you, so let me speak for myself. Let's say you're sitting around, you know, and you got your device and, you know, you want to watch the Bulls game. But then you're like, ah, man, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in the final season. I want to watch that, too. Mm, No spoilers. Oh, oh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Ah, ah, shout out Doug Judy. Ah, but then you're looking around and then you say, man, I do want to watch some highlights. I want to see Wendell Carter Jr. get dunked on again. So you want to see all these things. And you're like, oh, man, but I got to borrow my neighbor's best friend's login. Oh, man, what was his uh, daughter's name again? I think that she was part of the password. You got to juggle all this stuff and do all this just to watch all these cool things. Well, you ain't got to do that no more, guys. No more. It's over. And you know why? Because direct TV stream is here. And it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, ladies and gentlemen, the best part, get close for this. There's no annual contract. No annual contract. Get rid of all that clutter. Get rid of all that confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, moving on. Let's get to some of these off-season moves categories of the NBA GM survey that we are talking about here on today's show. Which team made the best overall moves this offseason? Guess who's number one? It's the Miami mm. Heat with 47% mm. of the overall votes. Okay. Followed by the Lakers with 17%. Brooklyn wow. Nets, 7%. Rockets, also 7%. Wizards, 7%. So tie for Wait, third what? there. And then <laughs> first among the also receiving votes is our Chicago Bulls, along with the Knicks, Thunder, Suns, and Blazers. So, Big Dave, this is – so. Best overall moves, not best single move, best overall moves. Overwhelmingly, the GMs of the league said Miami Heat. And clearly, as we will get to the next category, a lot of that has to do with them getting Kyle Lowry. Sure. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Getting Kyle Lowry is a big move. Getting uh, Morris was was a good move. Uh, Oladipo on their team now. That's another good move. P.J. Tucker, like that's a solid pickup. It's a veteran, very solid pickup. playoff experience yeah. out the wazoo. Yeah. Everybody they got kind of fits their culture and, and how they roll. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad at any of them thinking that's a great move because those are really, really good moves. Not mad at the Miami Heat being there. Not even really mad about the Lakers either. You picked up Wilson Westbrook. <laughs> Come on. Like, that's, that's an excellent move. Put him with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And, yeah, let me throw in Carmelo Anthony. In there just to boot, you know. Let me throw in Malik Monk while I'm at it. Like if you're in, yeah, exactly. I can't (laughs) wait to watch that circus tent catch on fire this season. I can't (laughs) wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Make sure you guys get your packages, man, because I'm sure. (laughs) Because I won't be watching front and center, baby. Um, but then you lose me after that. Because when you were going, I just knew after that you were going to say, "Okay, the Bulls, fine. All right, wait, what? The who?" And then you said the Wizards, and I said, <laughs> all right, man, what are we doing now, guys? What are we doing? It's like, 
How is it that the <laughs> Lakers can get credit for the Westbrook trade, but mm-hmm. seemingly here the Wizards are also getting credit for getting rid of Westbrook? Because that's what's happening here. You lose Westbrook and you go get you go get our guy uh, from Brooklyn, Dinwiddie. and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like all right. So Demar Derozan, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, and Caruso. Nothing to you, right? That that's right. just no kind of move. That's that's right. nothing. All right. You also you also got Derek right. Jones Jr. and a first round draft pick for Lowry Markkinen, who nobody wanted. Who nobody wanted. You did four signing trades <laughs> to get this to happen. Four. Four signing trades to get this to happen. All while being under investigation for tampering, ladies and gentlemen. All of this while doing that. And all of this when nobody un- even knew that you were in the running to get anybody <laughs> except for Lonzo. I, 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 explain this to me. This that this doesn't make sense. See again, Matt. It's not the individual stuff that gets under my skin. It's this team stuff because there's no right. way you can look at this team and say, "Yeah, that's okay." And it's kind of what it's weird, Matt. Like they're trying to give us a hug, but they're punching us at the same time. Like it's so strange. It's so weird to me, man. And I need some. I need some further explanation on this because it doesn't make any sense that the Bulls aren't at least top five as far as moves that were made this offseason that makes no sense man none all right well if you're if you're confused now it but wait there's more <laughs> oh god which one player which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact continuing the trend from the previous category Kyle Lowry Miami yeah. 77% of the votes biggest impact number 2 Russell Westbrook okay. Lakers 17% of the vote also yeah. received votes this is where it gets real weird Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington, and Jonas Valanciunas to New Orleans. No, no, no mention of Demar, no mention of Lonzo there, and also I guess it doesn't say which player acquisition will make the best impact. It just says biggest. So Westbrook going to the Lakers and the Lakers exploding could theoretically still qualify as the biggest impact, but I mean seventy-seven percent. This is so strange. Like, this is so weird. This is so weird. I think the Kyle Lowry move is good, too. I like Kyle Lowry. He's awesome, man. I don't think it's as good as everyone's making it out to be, man. He's a good fit. But he fits them. I think they're looking at that, Matt. Like, the fit that he provides. He's an upgrade from Dragic. Like, you know, he is definitely an upgrade from Dragic. So, they're looking. I think this is just me, my opinion. I think they're looking at it like, okay, even with Dragic, they still went to the finals. Like, so if you right. upgrade from Dragic and you get Kyle Lowry, who's super legitimate with a ring, that's, yeah, like, I, I like your team, you know, putting him with Jimmy Butler and stuff like that. So, but you, you got to play. We'll see if they, they'll be able to hold up over the season because Kyle Lowry definitely gets hurt a lot. And, you know, Oladipo definitely has an uh, injury history also as well. So mm-hmm. well, on paper, looking at it, I can see that. But again, I'm not looking at I'm not looking for a number one or even number two. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even looking for I understand that. But just don't be disrespectful, is all I'm saying. And you're being disrespectful. Completely disrespectful. Jonas Valanciunas. Come on, I mean, man. Look, and, and I'm not trying to like rag on him and saying he's trash. Like he's a he's a good player. He is. He's very but he's good gonna player. have a bigger impact on the Pelicans. Than Demar and Orlando are gonna have on the Bulls? Like what? 
That's wild. <laughs> That's a wild statement to make, man. And then I'm I'm trying to save this. I don't know where else you're going because there's one more thing I saw, but I'm going to wait because you might go there. Okay. So next is most underrated player acquisition. Underrated, not have the biggest impact, but underrated. Here, here's where we finally get some a little bit of the Bulls. Okay. We've got Lonzo in at number four behind three, didn't again, two, mm-hmm. Patty Mills to Brooklyn, and one, Larry Nance to Portland. Um, I would have had Patty Mills number one on that list. We'll see mm-hmm. if Nance Jr. really helps out the Blazers all that much. But yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of issues with those top four, with Lonzo included. Yeah. Kemba mm-hmm. came in at number five going to the Knicks. And mm-hmm. then both Caruso and DeRozan were among the other vote-getters of most underra- mm-hmm. uh, most underrated uh, player acquisition. So there's there's plenty of Bulls love in there. Uh, and I don't really have a huge issue with any of those. What about you? See, that's easy though, Matt. That's backhanded stuff. That's easy. Because when you're talking about, oh man, this is the best. This is on top. This is all, then, then you get slighted. But then when you're talking underrated, you know, the kitty table stuff, you're right. like, oh yeah, let's slide. Yeah, of course. Hey guys, you made some cute moves. <laughs> this is going to be great. You guys right. are going to be awesome and you'll be fun and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a slap. That's a slap. I, I take it as a slight. I take that right. one as a slight. I do. I do. So here's the last category. Maybe this is the one that you were talking about uh, a minute ago that I wanted to talk about. Which mm-hmm. team will be the most improved Bing. in 21-22? <laughs> Bing! That's coming the one. In, coming in at number one with 27% of the total votes, Chicago Bulls. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> this makes no sense. None. This makes zero sense. You just tell me that we don't make the best moves. You just told me uh, you don't you don't like the, the stuff that we've done. They're okay. You just told me we made some moves that are like maybe the fourth most underrated moves in the offseason. But yet, we'll be the most improved team in the NBA. Make it make sense. Didn't even come in top five in the best overall moves of the offseason. And yet, <laughs> they will be the most improved team because of their offseason moves. Oh, oh. and yeah, well, they won't be in, uh, in the top seven of seedings either. They won't be in the top seven of seedings. But this is the most improved team. What do y'all think the Bulls were? You know, like last year, like, my God, what do you think they were? Were they the worst right. team in the league or something? Y'all just like, well, most improved means we said y'all might be tied for eighth or something like that. That's most improved. From where y'all at? No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. We would have been in the play-in game if right. it wasn't for COVID. Right. My gosh, man. What that, Matt, this makes no sense. I'm sorry. This makes no sense. Zero. I'm sorry. That, that's the part that really just, like, I, I read it and I just laughed. I was like, yeah. well, how is this the same group of people <laughs> voting on something? It's like, was this actually not the, did they mix up the NBA GM survey and the entire, like, population of Florida trying to vote on anything? <laughs> Is that what happened here? I just don't get it. Like, if if I could understand where they're coming from on this, I would get it. Like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you got all A's. Yep, you did all that. Sorry, you can't go to college. Like, wait, what? <laughs> but I, I, I did. What I say, Thomas said, I fit the criteria. Right. <laughs> I had met the criteria, but I wasn't selected. <laughs> That's what he's doing here. So oh, clearly, I mean, I guess in the eyes of some. The Heat and all the moves they made this offseason, you know, with obviously move 1A, star-studded, you know, highlight of getting Kyrie, or uh, sorry, Kyle Lowry, 
to mm-hmm. them made the Heat the best offseason because it perhaps took them from we are we are kind of a pretender contender to yeah. now we might actually threaten Brooklyn and or Miami if all these moves yeah. work out that way. Whereas the Bulls might have a higher jump in wins from mm-hmm. last season to this season than say the Miami Heat do. But if Miami Heat go from quasi contender to real contender, mm-hmm. maybe that's why some GM said, "Hey, the you know the the Lowry addition and all the moves they made around it made the Heat a real threat in the East." Whereas the Bulls had a nice offseason and they're definitely mm-hmm. going to be better, mm-hmm. but because it's lower stakes than supposedly Miami's offseason, it's not as impressive. Okay, I see that point. But again, and, and I'm they, not saying they, that's they, how I feel. I'm saying that's how I I could maybe see some people mm-hmm. analyzing how they cast their votes in this survey. Right, I see that. But again, you lose me <laughs> when you continue. See, the Heat have a pattern on theirs. You know what I'm saying? Most best best uh, pickups in off season. Uh, we're gonna have you third. You know what I'm saying? Going into the seedings. You know, we feel you guys done all these things. Uh, you, there's a pattern along this for the heat that goes like this, Matt. Like it's a steady right. line that goes right. with the, the bulls, man. <laughs> just up and down here. Like you're good, you know, you suck. Oh, you're good, no, you suck. It, and there's there's no there's no consistency to what you're saying about the Chicago Bulls. And that's the issue I got right here. It's not consistent. The heat, you're consistent in what you believe and who you right. think they're going to be and what you think Kyle Lowry and all those moves are going to do for them. You're not consistent in what you're saying about the Chicago Bulls, and that's where we're like, dude, this is not mathing right now. Your math ain't mathing. <laughs> this is not, not mathing. <laughs> not mathing, uh, All right, we, we, we've got to move on. It is fun, though, to see those MBM surveys come out before every season starts. But, I mean, you want to know the best part about this NBA GM survey that we just spent 20, 25 minutes – Gar didn't get a vote. That's the best part. <laughs> it's the best part of all of this. We know that of the 30 people who participated in this survey, Gar Foreman was not one of them. And uh, boy, does that make me happy. Uh, we love making Matt happy here. Bullets and bore material, Bulls. Let's go. Exactly. Speaking of making me happy, you know what make me happy, Big Dave, is if you can tell me and all of our listeners how they can make some money, uh, maybe, you know, playing, uh, playing uh, some, uh, some sports gambling stuff. Mm, well, you'll come to the right place, ladies and gentlemen, to find out where you can find that out at. And that place is called Bet Online because they are back and they are better than ever, guys, with the updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Everything? Everything. So you head to the website, you use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I said 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, don't forget to use that promo code. It's locked on. I repeat, the promo code is locked on. Make sure you use that to receive your bonus. Guys, football, basketball, boxing, Vegas casino games, tennis, it don't matter. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Sports.
Thank you, Dave. Moving on, uh, we won't spend too much time on this, but just wanted to touch on it quickly, uh, and we'll give you the quick rundown. In case you don't have the ESPN Plus uh, access, uh, Bobby Marks, a lot of his stuff is behind the paywall. He had something out uh, on Tuesday morning that's interesting, kind of going over a lot of the players this upcoming season who have different big money stakes uh, when it comes to various incentives in their contracts, either an upcoming impending free agency kind of contract mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. uh their their current deals that they just signed so zach levine among a group of names with the likes of devin booker carl anthony towns who could be in line for a huge payday if they make all nba this upcoming mm. season um mm. and big dave i think you and i had maybe talked about that at some point this off season when in, when we were talking about zach's you know big picture contract uh, scenario coming in before we knew whether or not the Bulls would sign it to an extension. They did not. Mm-hmm. He's about to come into the final year of his current deal and then be in line for a big payday. Big, big shift if he gets all NBA. And, man, if he gets all NBA, I'll be thrilled. I know you'll be thrilled. I oh, don't yeah. see that as very likely, considering mm-hmm. the amazing depth of star guards that are in the NBA right now. Yes, Matt. Uh I hear you. I don't think, but I think we're in agreement that it's not out of the realm of possibility just because of how good Zach Levine has been because his numbers have been comparable with those guards, but the only issue is his wins have not. So now the wins are going to catch up. Uh, So I think more eyes are definitely on him. um, As you've seen with the clutch sports, as you've seen, I think he's switching shoe brands too, Matt. I really Mm -hmm. do. I think he's, he's going with Nike now because his contract Mm -hmm. is up with Adidas and the pictures I've seen him in, he's had on Nike. So I just want to point that out to y'all. So I think and Clutch Sports is Nike pretty much. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's be real. <laughs> That's what it is. So I think he's going to be there. Um, but with all of that, all those eyes on him, you know what I'm saying, getting all that, I think it just bolsters his chances of being uh, All-NBA if he gets out there and does what we expect him to do. Because a lot of the stuff that he's going to get, Matt, has been stuff that he's deserved. Uh, but because of the situations as far as the losing is concerned, he just hasn't been able to reap those benefits. Like that all-star was just something he deserved. He he should have had it the year before, but right. he just didn't have the victories, you know what I'm saying, to say this is why I should be there. So I would not be shocked if he makes All-NBA at all. I would not be shocked if he makes like third team All-NBA or something like that because what it will also mean is the Bulls are really, really good. That's also right. what that would mean. So. I think we're pulling for it, but it's a it's it's mess right. It's it's deep. <laughs> it's deep as far as guards are concerned in this league, man. Right. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all for Zach Levine to be on that level. If it's it's certainly not possible. If his stats and usage comes down a touch, but his efficiency stays where it was last season, and the Bulls win. 15 more games than they did last season it's certainly possible the more interesting stuff though from this bobby marks uh was about lonzo ball one of the newcomers uh and this is what marks had with the details of lonzo's contract because when we got that word about the bulls and lonzo's deal we heard that there were some incentives in there and that not all of that money was coming right to lonzo and that some of it would have been incentive based and and would have to earn certain plateaus for certain bonuses. So here's what we got from Marks on Lonzo. Of the 18.6 million salary this year, Ball has nine sets of incentives in his contract valued anywhere from 100 to $200,000 and could earn a total of 1 million in incentive bonuses. 
If he hits that captain incentive number, Ball would jump into the top 15 of point guard salaries this season, eclipsing the Raptors' Goran Dragic, who's due $19.4 million. Each of these nine bonuses are first tied into Ball playing 62 or more games this season, a mark okay. he has met once in his first four years in the league. Interesting note there. That's true. The second true. hurdle is based on individual success, like all defense, all NBA, all star, and team success wins and reaching at a minimum the second round of the playoffs. So here are the nine incentives laid out in Lonzo's contract. All defensive okay. team or all defensive second team, he'll get he'll get one of those bumps. All NBA first, second, or third team, he'll get a bump. Mm -hmm. All star team, he'll get a bump. And then percentage of teams <clears throat> games played including postseason games above 80 percent of those games and the team reaches the conference finals he will get a significant bonus same thing 80 or more percent of teams games played including postseason and the team reaches the nba finals he gets a different bonus percentage of teams games played again 80 percent or higher and the team reaches the conference semis a different bonus and then mm. two different ones for just regular season wins one at 48 and one at 54 uh and then the last one chicago finishes the regular season as one of the top four seeds in the east so i mm. think you can look at that big dave and say two of those seem certainly possible maybe th the most likely possibility is 48 wins. I mean, yeah. as far as like, does he play in at least 80% of their games and do the bulls make the conference semis? Not impossible, mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't say most people would be putting money on, on both of those things to happen. What, mm -hmm. if anything jumps out to you and mm -hmm. all of these different incentives that Lonzo has built into his contract? Oh, uh, the one, the main one for me, man, is the all defensive one there. Um, Ooh, because that's like the that. one. That's the one I could definitely see him making for sure. Like if you had to put my feet to the fire and say, which one is he making? It would be that one, all defense. Because if he can do anything, that dude can play defense. If his jumper isn't working, uh, if he has a few more turnovers that game or something like that, he's still guarding your best player. He's still guarding your point guard. He's still wrecking havoc on, on that other end of the floor, which is what keeps him on the floor, uh, which will help his incentives. Uh, because you're right. I, I think it's and – I, and I don't mean this at, at – cruel i'm just talking about the numbers here uh is it's not wrong to say that he wouldn't play that many games this season just judging off of the past of what we're going mm -hmm. by because the only year uh i believe was the first year in uh um uh, new orleans when when he played about what 63 or 64 games or something mm -hmm. like that I'll but that. yeah so it's it's not it's not incorrect because i think the next year even though they have a strike show i think he played 55 if i'm not mistaken the next year but he's been injured <laughs> this is the bottom line of what i'm saying about all this mm -hmm. he's been hurt and so i don't think that's crazy to say yeah he won't hit that i will i really don't think he wouldn't to be honest this year matt i'm just going off of hope right now uh and just how good the season feels to me that he would uh and plus you know not having tanaka there i think it would be a different feel about you know him being hurt and you know him, him not being injured or anything like that um but, yeah, all defensive jumps out at me, Matt. It really does. All defense jumps out at me because I think that is definitely within his grabs. That is definitely a brass ring that that he can grab and something that would be great for him to have under his belt, for sure. It truly would. Uh, so here is Lonzo's games played, broken down by season. 17-18, 52 of 82. 18-19, 47 of 82. 
1920, uh, the COVID-shortened season, he played 63, which is probably close to almost all of them based on where people's schedules got cut off there. Um, although they did go to the bubble, and they didn't do anything. They looked like crap, but they did go to the bubble. So 63 <laughs> games in the COVID-1920 season. And then of 72 mm -hmm. games last season with the Pelicans, 55. So that 80% or more of your team's games played, that, that might be a little, you know uh, – issue there for, for Lonzo if he wants to reach some of those incentives but I love your idea of hey man if there's one of those right now that that Lonzo should set as a goal for himself I want to get that bonus as part of my contract mm -hmm. I'm going to go try and make all defensive second team you know like probably yeah. not anywhere remotely in the kind of all NBA first team conversation or uh, sorry right. all defense first team conversation maybe, maybe right. could sneak in a second team I mean, for crying out loud, Chris Chris Dunn got a second team defense vote. I think, like you know, two years ago, before the Bulls he did. set him on his merry way. Oh, man. Any <laughs> anything is possible. Um, all right, so there's that. In case you were curious about Bobby Marks' latest contract stuff and couldn't see it yourself, wanted to provide that for you. Last thing on the agenda, Big Dave, mm -hmm. a salute and a tip of the cap to Pauguson. Oh. Officially called it a career yeah. on Tuesday. 19 NBA seasons that saw, let's see here, um, two NBA championships, obviously, with the Lakers, back-to-back uh, mm -hmm. -back with Kobe, six all-star appearances, four all-NBA appearances, all-rookie and rookie of the year, not to mention his countless accolades in international basketball. <laughs> Absolutely. Some so, tons of medals. Powell was seen as a consolation prize, much like mm -hmm. Carlos Boozer in the summer of 2010. The Bulls yeah. thought they were getting Carmelo Anthony. Then Carmelo mm -hmm. Anthony, for whatever reason, chickened out, wanted the more money, whatever, decided to stay mm -hmm. with the Knicks. Pau mm -hmm. Gasol, it was kind of a wonky fit. Didn't really ever mm -hmm. figure out how to play him and Joakim together with both mm -hmm. of them at the height of their you know, uh, uh, usefulness. Mm -hmm. But even still, those Bulls teams, 14, 15, in particular, Pau Gasol was not only an all-star, but that was one of his four all-NBA selections, spanning his entire career. He made all-NBA three times as a Laker, and he did it as a bull. Mm -hmm. And he also was an all-star his second season, 15-16. That, sure that, that, that 15 season, Bulls lose mm -hmm. to LeBron and the Cavs in the conference semifinals. It was the last time that this Bulls team was semi-decent and interesting. Pau Gasol was a big part of the reason for that. The man averaged 16 and 11, sorry, 18 and a half and 11 and a half, and then 16 and a half mm. and 11. Also, you know, uh, displaying his passing ability, 2.7 assists per in his first Bulls season, 4.1 assists per his second Bulls season. Consummate professional, great for the locker room, and... Um, it was just two years and a huge NBA career, but I, I think Powell doesn't get maybe as much credit as he deserves for the two short seasons he spent with the Bulls. Oh, I completely agree with that, Matt. I loved Paul Gasol's, Powell Gasol's time here. I really did. I enjoyed watching him play basketball. Uh, I loved how much he hit that corner three. Uh, I just see that pop up in my head so many times, him hitting that corner three. That all cow, the time that just that pow. <laughs> yes cash it was cash man and i love when people like say those things man about the fit and all those other things about them and then i'm like man if a fit gets you two all-stars in an all-nba here sign me up 
You know what I'm saying? For that kind of fit on my team. I'll take that every day of the week. And he got in all – what was so impressive about his All-NBA – because it was second team, by the way. He was second mm-hmm. team All-NBA. Mm-hmm. That's super impressive. What was impressive about it, Matt, was nobody was expecting it. When he went to the Bulls, like you said, it was the consolation prize. Nobody was like, yeah, you'll be a, have another Boozer kind, Boozer kind of season. No. Right. He did not. That dude balled out. You hear me? Do you? I remember the first game. I can't remember if it was his first season or second season when they played. Um, I think it was the first season when they played uh, uh, Cleveland. And on the final play of the game, because it was on TNT, the final play of the game when LeBron James goes up to score, Pau Gasol is right there to reject that joint and toss it right out of bounds. It was the game-winning block, and that won the game for the Chicago Bulls and set the tone kind of for them that season, man. Pau Gasol was, Pau Gasol was awesome for the Chicago Bulls. I don't want people to get that misconstrued. You don't, he went to the All-Star game back-to-back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he wasn't no joke. He was zero jokes out here. I remember the triple-double game that he had. I mean, right. he, he was just awesome. He... He could do so many things on the floor, man. And I love watching him because for me, Matt, he never looked out of place, even though he couldn't find the, the fit with Joe Kim Noah. And, and I think it was more so Noah f- trying to find out where his fit was, more so right. than Powell, because I think Powell knew where he fit. Um, but Joe was trying to find his. Because remember, Joe was used to offense running through him as well. Right. So yeah. he was trying to find, you know, what, what do I, what, what is my role here now? Do you just need me to grab rebounds? Do you want me to score? Like, what, what do I do? What am I figuring out? They worked it out down the line because it got them to a playoffs, like you said, Matt. Like, and it was the last like good playoff team that the Bulls had here. You know what I'm saying? It was the last uh, good one that they had. It so. was the last playoff team the Bulls had because we all know that the Alpha season doesn't count. Well, nah, in your head, Matt, no, <laughs> yeah, but well, I'm gonna go with Never facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Never with the happened. facts on this one that it definitely occurred and it definitely went down. Yes. Rondo, I think I, 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 I neuralized. I neuralized myself after that playoff series. <laughs> I need to see your neural. I'm, I'm a little scared of what you zap yourself with, Matt. Like I'm a little, I'm a little terrified. I think if I ask Matt anything from that year, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." Like <laughs> he said, that, it's a that, that entire year is just a blank. <laughs> <laughs> but man, but no, Matt, you're right. He was the and and the things he was like off the court. I mean, he was a consummate professional. I mean. How many times did we show, we did we see him like at the art museum, or he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch the Chicago Symphony Orchestra," or "Yeah, right. I'm going to watch this new play that's in town." Like, he's very cultured, you know what I'm saying? Human being, man. Like, just he's he's what you want on your team. Like, and he, he was just great, like just a great person, and he he just fit nicely as far as uh within the confines of the city. Um, right. but he was good. I really enjoyed Pal Gasol's time here, man, and. He he definitely exceeded my expectations, especially that first year of what he was going to be for this uh, Chicago Bulls team, man. So I ain't got nothing but respect for that man, for real. Right. And, and you know, you said uh, fit and him kind of proving, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm Pau Gasol. Like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to prove that I still am playing at a high level in this league. I'm one of the best big men in this league. Like, fit be damned. You know, I don't care if I'm a consolation prize, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> That, that immediately makes me think of, as we look ahead to this season, he, Pau Gasol played ages 34 and 35 in his two seasons with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. People said, ah, he's washed up. He's old. The fit's yeah. not good. People they are did. saying that about DeMar DeRozan right now. They are. And he just turned 32. <laughs> yes. And, like, 
the same thing. Fit like shut up about fit. So if mm-hmm. Pau Gasol could come to the Bulls as a free agent in age 34 of his career and make two all-star teams and an all-NBA team, what's to say DeMar can't do that in his age 32 season? Like, I don't see why not. Like, yeah, man. Like, no. Yes. Listen, we going to be nice this year. Let me just say we're going to be <laughs> nice. But, but, um, but real quick on Pau Gasol, Matt, I also want to say – for me, like he was the last free agent that I think chose the Bulls because I don't think Boozer chose the Bulls like that. You, he knew whoever LeBron and then that's where he was going. He knew where he was going after that. Powell took less money <laughs> to come here. He he said Joe Kim Noah recruited me to come here, so that means he chose to come here. Right. So it wasn't like oh, it wasn't a money grab, you know, at all. You know what I mean? Right. It was a, no, I think I want to go there and I think I would like to play there. He was the last big name free agent I know of that did that for the Chicago Bulls until DeMar DeRozan uh, did it that's here. A, so That's a seven-year span. That's a seven That's a long year time, y'all. A long time. Seven years. Some of y'all had kids right now. Seven. <laughs> seven. That's a long time, oh, y'all. My man. God. But yeah, he was the you last know. one, man. He was. And then, like, and then he went to San Antonio and like still put up some decent numbers with the Spurs for a few years. The guy was not a triple double with San great. Antonio. I mean, <laughs> like Hall of Famer without a doubt, first ballot Hall without of Famer doubt. without a doubt. Um, we'll we'll probably doubt. go down as one of the best big men that the league has ever seen, and um, yeah. a consummate professional through some yes. some turbulent turbulent years uh, while he was here with the Bulls. So, True congrats indeed. to Pow on a great career. Hope he enjoys retirement doing all the fun cultural things that he loves to do now that he's not, you know, icing his knees every night. Congrats to him. That's it. We're out of here. We've got to go get ready for a Bulls-Cavs preseason tip-off game. We'll see what Billy Donovan does with the lineup tonight with not only no Patrick Williams, no Kobe White. We could be looking at no Derek Jones Jr. and no Tony Bradley, who both have a couple of nicks and bruises from training camp. So, Whatever happens tonight with this Bulls-Cavs game, we will be back tomorrow with a fresh episode to break it down for all of you in every which possible way. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Lockdown Bulls. Shoot us an email or uh, drop us a text or voicemail. LockdownBulls at gmail.com. 331-979-1369 is that text and voicemail number. Big Dave, any last words? I'm just excited, Matt. I shouldn't be this excited for a preseason game, but I'm excited to watch this preseason basketball game. Come on, Bulls fans. Let's, it's all right. It's all right to get excited, man. It's all right. Lowry, I hope you do your thing, too. I hope Lowry does his thing, man. And Denzel, I, I hope you don't get injured. Speaking of Denzel and Lowry, shout out to Joaquin for putting that old funny Cleveland uh, song on his Instagram the yes, other day. Yes, I Sometimes saw that. Sometimes I can't again. <laughs> Joaquin, love you forever and ever and ever. He's awesome. Uh, for Big He's Dave, awesome. I'm Matt. See Red, be good. Peace out, y'all.